Welcome back to the Samantha Show. I'm your host, Samantha. You can call me Sam. Just don't call me Sammy. I'm here today coming to you from COVID quarantine. It got me again. I thought we were done with COVID. No? No? This is still a thing? Um, Apparently so. Although I am so glad and grateful to say that for me, my round two of having COVID has been far more mild than the first time I had it. The first time I had COVID, which was exactly a year ago, which is kind of crazy, I could not get out of bed for like five days. I mean, I couldn't even move. I could barely eat. Um, after two weeks, I could barely walk up the road. I was at a cycle bar for six weeks. I used an inhaler for four months following um, having COVID the first time. So it really took me down hard. It was hands down the most ill I have ever been in my entire life. But thankfully, this round has been totally different. It's Honestly, I thought that I had a bad case of allergies um, a couple days ago. I was like sneezing. My nose was running. I was like, dang, I got hit hard with allergies. And then by the evening time, I was kind of coughing and I knew we had been around a, a lot of people over the weekend. I was like, I better take a COVID test. Are we still taking COVID tests? Yeah, I guess you should still take those because it turns out it was positive. But physically, uh, like my body has felt a lot better this round. Like I didn't get the fever or the aches and a lot more comfortable. So COVID's still a thing. Actually, we're going to kick off the three things you need to know with number one being like, yo, COVID is still there, unfortunately. And but thankfully, I mean, it feels like we're building some immunity to it. I've had three vaccines. The first time I had COVID, I had the monoclonal antibody infusion at the hospital. I don't know if that did anything for me, but I mean, we're just putting things in my body here. At some point, you think you'd have some kind of immunity, right? So COVID's still a thing. You still got to be careful. I think like the recommended now is you quarantine for five days. And then if you're fever free for 24 hours, then you can go back out in public, but you should wear a mask for 10 days. And like, look, I know we're over it, but it's not. It's an inconvenience to have COVID, right? It's an inconvenience to be sick at any point in time. So, you know, if this is me like doing my due diligence here, you know, follow guidelines. Let's try not to continue to spread COVID as annoying as it is to quarantine and to separate yourself from other people. I just really believe that we have to do our part to just like stop spreading this as much as I can. Honestly, you know what's kind of nice, especially this round for me since... I don't feel so bad. It's just a lot of head gunk stuff, but my body feels okay for the most part. Is there's something really refreshing about wiping your calendar completely clean for like five to seven days unintentionally? You know, now don't get me wrong, like I had to take things off my calendar that I really wanted to do that I was looking forward to this week. But at the same time, when you take everything off your calendar and you're like, oh, 
oh, I, I can binge watch all the shows I haven't had time to watch. I can watch all the movies. I'm finally getting caught up on The Handmaid's Tale season five. Yeah, like it came out a year ago and I'm finally have time now that I'm quarantining to get caught up on that great show, by the way. It just never gets old. I'm so glued to it. So uh, COVID's still a thing. Do your part, man. Take a test. If you if you feel like it, it's just allergies, I don't know, pop a test. Just just see. Let's just do our part to stop spreading it. Number two, my brain's still not working right. The second thing that you need to know, my birthday's Friday. My birthday's Friday. Okay, it's not actually Friday from when I'm recording this. It's Friday from when you're going to hear this. Anytime I talk about dates on the podcast, it's kind of strange because um, the timeline gets a little warped on things. So I will be out of my COVID quarantining restrictions and hopefully feeling quite well and healthy by the time it is my Friday. But the time this episode drops, Friday, August 18th is my birthday. I'm going to be a ripe 36 years old, feeling my best. The 30s, man, I think my dad told me this, like your 30s are the greatest. Maybe my mom, my mom maybe told me that because you're confident in yourself. You're confident in where you're at with your career, where you're going. Um, You just don't give a F, you know? So I'm loving the 30s. I'm loving where I'm at in my life right now. And I'm looking forward to my birthday. I don't have any big plans. We've just had a lot going on and I got a lot coming up with the pageant and stuff. So, you know, I don't I don't need to do anything for my birthday. But yeah, coming up this Friday, August 18th. It's my birthday. Third thing that you need to know, communication's everything. Communication is so important. I think too often we and I, I talked about this when it was about emotion in the workplace. Too often if there's a lack of communication, that's where issues arise and come up. And so this is just your reminder today. If you're feeling some kind of way about something or you're you're getting a vibe from someone or, you know, just just talk it out. Just have a conversation. I got a phone call today. It was a really nice phone call from someone. And I, you know, it just it just reminded me how important it is just to talk and communicate to make sure that you know, people know where you're at mentally and know that if something's going on, it's not personal or whatever. You know, I just communication, it's so important. So there's your reminder. You got to call somebody today. You got to talk it out. Go talk it out. Don't keep that thing hidden. Okay. We're doing the best with my voice here today. Bear with me as we get through this. Today, I'm talking about boundaries. Such a hot topic. Such an important topic is boundaries. And as someone who lives with generalized anxiety disorder, as time goes on in my life and as I grow and I get more mature, hold on, Joe's calling me. Yo, I'm on the I'm on the podcast. Do you want to say hi? No. All right, fine. I'll take a pause and I'll talk to you. And we're back. Uh, open communication. See, my husband and I, we talk. We talk all day long. We text all day long. We phone call throughout the day, sometimes just to bother each other. Um, no, but that, you know, it's good. I love when my, I love when my boo thing calls. I still get excited. You know, I still get excited when I see his name pop up on my phone. Like I just, I'm always excited to answer his calls. And I don't know, that, I guess that's how you know it's your person. Anyway, way off track here. Wow. Let's get back into boundaries and the importance of boundaries. So I was sharing that as I have gotten older and matured and have learned different ways to manage my anxiety to the best of my ability. Sometimes it's really hard to manage, but setting boundaries has been a really critical piece of 
managing kind of my stress and anxiety and not letting things get out of control. And, you know, I'm an Enneagram three. They call that the achiever. I'm a Leo. I'm a people pleaser. So it's very easy for me to take a lot on to want to say yes, to want to please everyone, to be everybody's BFF. And the problem is I can take on, take on, take on, and then overwhelm and then the opposite happens. And then I start to spiral. I've overcommitted. And two, you can't do your best when your plate is so full, right? Like you have to focus your time on energy and only a couple things. So I wanted to talk a little bit about boundaries. And typically I'm pretty good with this podcast, like organizing my thoughts and formulating how I want the conversation and flow to go. And I'm going to be real transparent with you. I did not do that. Look, I've been sick. Okay. So I was like, let's, you know, I I did reach out on Instagram to you guys a couple weeks ago and I said, tell me about how you set boundaries in your life. And I have composed and put together a lot of the responses that I got. Again, thank you guys so much. So many contributions. I really appreciate it. So I'm just going to kind of like read through some of the messages I got and like, let's let's talk about it. But um, I want to start off with first some, some boundaries that I've set in my life that have been really important for me. One around my job. So, you know, I teach uh, fitness classes. And when I first started teaching, I really wanted to impress. I wanted to be a leader. I wanted to like go above and beyond. And I really felt like that meant that I had to sub every single class that came up. Like if, if somebody couldn't do it or um, if somebody needed to cancel last minute, like I got you, I got you. And at times there, when my first year or two of teaching, I mean, I, I think the most, like I was teaching up to like 10 to 14 classes a week and that wasn't regularly. And I know there are some cycling brands that ask their instructors to do that on a regular basis, which I do not believe is healthy at all. But I was doing that all the time and I was saying yes. And and I think the problem too was like I was taking it on last minute. So, you know, it didn't matter what I had planned in my day or whatever. If somebody needed help or coverage, I would say, yeah, I got you. Like, yes, like I'm going to cover you. And I would do that again and again. And it really like wears you down, um, especially from a physical fitness standpoint. That's a lot of cardio. And Newsflash, you don't need to be doing 14 cycling classes a week. Um, Actually, it's probably not good for your body, right? We got to do strength training, things like that. But anyway, uh, there's just like a lot of physical stress and mental stress that goes into that. And so, you know, I, I, that's thankfully that 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 period didn't last too long, but I still for a long time felt like I had to be the one who picked up the slack if, if people couldn't, you know, teach classes and stuff. But within the last year or two, I've really put my foot down on what my max amount of classes I'll teach a week is. And that doesn't mean that there's not a little wiggle room in a pinch, but that boundary has been set hard for me because I know for my mental, physical well-being and for the execution of my class, the quality of the classes that we're giving to our members will suffer if I'm suffering. And so it's, it was really important to me over the last couple of years to set that hard boundary on how many classes I teach a week. That is my boundary. And I think when it comes to setting boundaries in your life, you have to decide what that boundary is for you. Where are you going to feel comfortable? And so your boundary, your boundaries are going to be personal to you as what that needs to be. And 
that means that sometimes there are hard conversations. And I, you know, there have been a couple times where, you know, it's like we need a class coverage. And, you know, I just, I know I'm at my max. I also know that I have other work that I have going on. I have family life. I also have downtime. I'm going to talk about that. But sometimes that means you're going to have to say no. And so much of this conversation today is going to be about saying no. I think that's what the boundary is, right? Like it's, it's, it's no, you can't cross this line. We're not, we're not going beyond this here. So we're saying no to things. Um, let's just dive right in. So my biggest thing with setting boundaries is permission to say no without an explanation. Okay. You do not have to explain yourself. And if you're in a friendship or relationship or someone and you're setting a boundary and you're saying no, and they make you feel like you need to explain yourself, like you have to justify your boundary, that's a problem. And I have had friendships and I still have friendships where sometimes when I say no, I feel like I have to offer an explanation or there's like this guilt trip that kicks in. And that that to me is it's a concerning line to like dance around. Everybody deserves the right to pass on something or say no without having to explain themselves. Right. So and that can sometimes feel too, if you are a people pleaser or you you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or something like that. Sometimes we feel our own obligation to have to explain why we're saying no, but you don't. You don't need to. So I got a message from Maggie. And Maggie said to listen to your body and emotions. Then I also saw my friend Taylor share this message, this meme, this picture on Instagram. It said, if you don't schedule a break, your body will take one for you. And it probably won't be at a convenient time. You have to schedule time for yourself. And you have to listen to your body and emotions. So I've been listening to my body the last couple of years when it comes to how many classes I can teach. I know physically what I can take on to maintain like a healthy physical mental state for myself. And you have to listen to your emotions and you have to schedule a break for yourself. And that is not selfish and that is not wrong. Just really within the last four or five months, I have started blocking full days on my calendar with nothing on them. And I will not schedule. And someone will say, when do you have a free day? And that day does not come up because it's not a free day. I am not available that day. It's my me day. It's a break day. It's a no commitment day. You have to schedule these breaks and these times for yourself. Or otherwise, your body's going to do it for you. And then before you know it, you're going to be sick. And it's going to be at the least convenient time possible. The body, physical, mental, it's all connected. Stress can um, absolutely physically make you ill. But you have to schedule this time for yourself. And if you have not implemented this practice into your life and you feel somewhat overwhelmed or busy, I would strongly, strongly encourage you start blocking off one full day a week. Yeah, I said it, one a week. And if you're like, there's no way, then you got to you should check your boundaries because you need a full day off. For me and my family, it's been Sundays most of the time. We, you know, I I try not to do anything on uh, at least one day a week because I need that time, even for things like go to do my laundry, to get my house ready for the week, and just to chill. If I, you know, I haven't had time to watch The Handmaid's Tales. Okay, I'm so behind. So 
you got to schedule time for yourself that breaks so that your body doesn't do it for you. My friend Maddie, you remember Maddie, we were talking about don't put me in a box. She sent me a message and said, if saying yes to something won't bring me or someone I love happiness, then it's a no. Look, I love that. Shoot it straight. Like, where's the benefit in this? Who is this benefiting? And sometimes you need to ask yourself that. I think that that's a really great way to take a look at whether or not you want to say yes. Like, is this is this going to bring you joy? Is this going to bring you happiness? Um, or, or are you going to regret saying yes? Or who is this going to make happy? Who, you know, I, I really like that, um, Maddie, that we're just looking at, I think, too, like the value of saying yes and, and who's benefiting from it. And this really goes into another message that I received from Madeline, Maddie, Madeline, different, different people. Um, And Madeline said that if you have to take a pause before saying yes to something is probably a no. I like that, right? Like if you're like, "Mm, how am I going to feel about this? Then, you know, maybe that's an indicator that it's no. For you. So I think, you know, in general, I think it's I don't think it's a bad thing to pause before we start putting things in our schedule and committing and and saying yes to everything. But um, I like that Madeline uses that pause to help her decide whether or not it's a yes or no. So I so I received a message from Meg and Meg said to, you know, actually, I received a couple messages from people who shared that they felt that they maybe weren't the best at setting boundaries, that they were working on setting better boundaries for themselves. And Meg left really good advice for anybody who is new at setting boundaries is to start small and make sure that you understand the boundaries that you need to set. And I kind of shared this earlier on where it's like, what do those boundaries look like for you? Like what's going to feel good What's going to make you feel good? So, you know, a lot of these messages and and there's this big theme of yes and no, right? Like commitments and and putting things on our schedule and helping people out and and whatever that looks like. I think that there are other ways that we can set boundaries too. Sometimes we need to set boundaries with our family and it's not necessarily a yes or no situation. You know, there may be aspects, especially when it comes to extended family, there may be aspects of your life that are personal to your immediate family, you know, your spouse, your children, your partner. Um, And there may be details of that family life that are not information that the extended family need to know. And we know that the extended family, they want to know, right? Because they love you and they want to care for you. And, you know, they want to know the details of your life. But sometimes they don't need to know everything. You know what I mean? Um, You also, too, can set boundaries with how often you see them and where you're going. And, you know, I think a lot of time with family setting boundaries can be hard because it's blood, right? Or maybe not blood, but it's your family. So it gets harder to set those boundaries, but it's absolutely necessary. And I think that 
family, as much as we love our family, can sometimes be the source of a lot of stress. And so setting those healthy boundaries, and that may mean upsetting some people. But once you set the boundaries and they get to know them, I do believe it gets better and it gets easier. But setting boundaries with your family and the details of your life and when they need to be present and when they don't and when you show up. And I think that it's it's perfectly okay to set those boundaries with your family. I think it's okay to set boundaries with your friends as well. I mentioned earlier, I really struggle when I have relationships with people, friends, and they make me feel guilty for not showing up. My my closest friends don't make me explain myself or don't make me feel guilty if I'm not as present as maybe I'd like to be. Um, I have some friends who ask for no explanation. I get it. You're busy. Like it's totally fine. And we stay connected when we can. I have other friends who passive aggressively have said things that make me feel bad for not being more present. And I think that that's, that's, you know, an issue and I notice it. And again, it's, it's a personality type. It doesn't mean that I don't, I don't love these people, but not everybody's going to respond to your boundaries the same way. It's also a nice reminder for us that if we see somebody setting a boundary, that we respect it. Like humans are allowed to say no, to to skip out on things. Like they don't know an explanation. So let's also talk about the technology boundary. What I mean by that? I mean that in the time that I have started recording this podcast, I've gotten four texts, 10 emails, two phone calls, and I haven't even been on social media yet to see what's going on there, right? And in, in the matter of 20 minutes, our phones and technology are going off constantly and it can be so easy to never turn it off and never put it down because anytime we see those red dots, do you ever see, do you ever see like somebody put their phone up and they have like 50,000 unread emails. I think that's realistic. I can't forget. I can't remember. Somebody showed me their email once. They had like 50,000 notifications on their email. Like that was the number on the dot. And I think I almost passed out. But we don't have to respond to the red dots right away or ever. Like, it, you know, it's, it's okay. And our devices are there to ping us, to distract us, to interrupt us at all times. And I think a really important boundary to set is turning the phone off. And sometimes that can be hard too. I have found myself like I'll be in a conversation with somebody either via text or we voice memo now, you know, and it's like getting later in the evening or something. And I'm like, I just, I'm done. <laughs> just, I'm done. I love you, but I'm done, you know? And Again, when I when I go back and I, I look at some of the different relationships in my life, I have some really good friends where, you know, they'll send me a message at 930 and it's like, I don't respond till the next day at 10. And like, it's cool. You know, it's totally fine. Um, and I think that that's good. And I also think too, sometimes we put the pressure on ourselves to respond right away when the person on the other end maybe is not expecting that response in the same way that we think that they might be. So, you know, know that it's okay to put your phone down to set that boundary with it because technology can be a real trigger for stress and attention at all times. And we have to make sure that we put that up so that we, you know, we're not overloading ourselves with the technology notification boundary. 
right? Um, boundaries is an important topic. And we might have to bring this back and I would love to bring this conversation back maybe even with somebody else to talk um, more about it. Gabby sent me a message and you know she, she was quoting essentialism, which says that boundaries and saying no make your yes more valuable. And I think that that's a really great message too. And when you... I think about this a lot um, earlier on in, again, my career where I was like, yes, 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 I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do this. And then I woke up one day and I realized that all the work that I was doing or I felt like I was putting in was maybe not appreciated to the level that I felt it was weighing on me. And and it was because it had just become so automatic and actually... Sam saying yes became the norm. Um, So then when Sam started saying no, it was like, why are you not committed to us anymore? And that couldn't have been further from the truth. But, you know, it goes directly to this point that when we do say no and we set those boundaries, that there's value added to our yes. and, And then people can see that and feel that and appreciate that more than if it's just we say yes all the time. So um, I really, really love that, Gabby. And really just to wrap this up, you know, don't be afraid to set the boundaries in your life. It can be uncomfortable from personal experience. It can be awkward from personal experience. As long as I'm saying yes, like I look, I'm at my max this week. I'm not saying yes. It can be, you know, it can be, um, it can be hard, you know, and, and when someone says, yo, can you get, dinner with us. And I'm like, no, I can't. I'm sorry. Period. Like that's it. No explanation needed, right? Um, it can feel it can feel awkward and uncomfortable, but it's really necessary. And I want to leave our message here today. Um, I received it from Casey like Daisy. You know her. Casey like Daisy really hit the nail on the head here. And she said, when you realize that boundary setting is not selfish, it's necessary. You can feel so much more confident in expressing what it is that you need in your life and what those boundaries look like. And that's the truth. And going back to how setting boundaries has really helped me navigate a lot of my anxiety, really with even the past year of my life, I feel so much more confident and capable and strong enough to say no to things, to set these boundaries, period, point blank, take it or leave it. This is the boundary that I've set. If someone has a problem with that, that is on their end that they need to navigate. But but then I can feel confident with the flow and the balance of my life. And again, I talk a lot about anxiety, but that's why boundaries are so important for me in my life. It then allows you to be happier, healthier, and to show up better when you do say yes and when you can show up for other people. Um, you're in a much better physical, mental headspace. And that's why it's just so important. So uh, still working on it at all times. Next week, we're bringing back the man, the myth, the legend. Mr. Joe Redden agreed to come back on again, but he told me we're not allowed to have a plan. It has to be unscripted and see where it goes. I don't know. I don't live my life that way. So we'll see how this ends up. But Joe Redden's back next week. Make sure that you don't miss it. Have a great day. You deserve it. 